Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. Today, we are going to be answering some frequently asked reading-related questions. This is sort of a list of questions I, like, I've seen and Chad has seen asked uh, of a lot of creators that make book-related content over various platforms. And Chad and I don't know the answers to each of our... Wait, how do I say that? Uh, we don't know what the other one's going to say. Chad and I don't know what each other's answers are for these questions. So this should be interesting. It'll be super fun. And right before the podcast, I asked the Discord about some questions because we were just brainstorming. And I was like, oh, I wonder what the uh, the Discord group would say. And boy, did they answer. We Immediately. had yeah, like 50 people just flooding in answering. So thanks, everybody. You guys are great. And we had so many. I think we're probably going to do this like a two-parter. So let's get to the first question. All right. What is the first question? If you're reading a hardcover, do you read it with the dust jacket on or off? Oh, my gosh. If you answer differently than me, I'm going to think you a monster. Of course, with the dust jacket off. Off. Yeah. Okay. Off. Yeah, cool. yeah. Good. Yeah. Which is so good because I'm so messy. And I'm as I mentioned before, I eat chocolate <laughs> while I'm eat, reading. <laughs> so, you know, it's nice to have something that stays pristine that I put back on. I mean, like, I don't think there's anything really wrong with reading with the dust jacket on, but it just I mean, seems so cumbersome. Yeah, it's going to get all ripped up and like... Right, exactly. And the, the dust jacket is not only for dust, but just it's there to look pretty. Yeah, exactly. It's, it preserves it. It's like the sleeve for your baseball card or Pokemon card. One other thing I do like about taking the dust jacket off is that if I'm in public, nobody can see what I'm reading. I'm just reading like a like a gray or like a red or black book or something. You know, they could look mm. at the spine, but the spine might be in my hand or in my lap. And like so. that guy must be super smart. And you're reading some like vampire. Right. I'm reading <laughs> like fairy smut. And <laughs> not that I'd be ashamed to read it in public, but it's like, I also don't want people to come up and, you know, if Talk I'm in public. It. Yeah, I've usually got headphones in and I just I don't want anybody coming up and like I was on the bus one time and some guy like pulled out one of my earbuds and I was reading Dune. Pulled it out of your ear? Yeah, it was like right when I moved to Portland and Whoa. I was on the bus. It was very weird, but... It's like a salt, bro. I know. Like, I mean, you know... I mean, not, you, but like... I didn't make a huge deal out of it because he kind of he kind of backed up quickly, but it was very, very weird. It was one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me on public transportation, but... Yeah, like that's like getting in your bubble incredibly huge. Yeah. But I was reading Dune and he was just... He really wanted to talk about Dune. <laughs> And ever since then, I've always been like, I don't want anyone to see what I'm reading. And, you know, he was he was nice. Like, I kind of told him, hey, like, I've got headphones in and I'm, I'm at a really good part. I think that's what I said. I, th I said, oh, I'm nice. a really good he would part. understand that. Yeah, right. And he just kind of was like, OK, cool, cool. But it was just such a weird breach of social etiquette yeah. to do that. It was very jarring because, you know, you're listening to something. And then uh, even if one of your uh, earbuds gets yanked out accidentally, it's very startling and jarring so it's like yeah when that happened i was just like oh it, did i just slip into a weird alternate reality where that's okay <laughs> like wow yeah. i don't even know i'd be like shocked i like, yeah, wouldn't I even was. be mad for a second right and then i would be kind of mad and be like wow like what part of you thought that that was like a good and especially with headphones because one you have to get really close to remove headphones and two like headphones are kind of a natural barrier it's like putting up a wall around you that says like don't really talk to me i don't really want to talk to you i'm listening to music sometimes i put it in headphones and don't even have them on oh yeah all <laughs> the time i mean i feel like a book is kind of a natural way of saying it. i mean i'm tr i'm here reading this like i don't want you to yeah. so that's why i do like the hardcover without the dust jacket for sure that kind of leads us into another question here um do you prefer paperback or hardcover oh paperback 
Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, paperback, paperback, paperback books. See, I was a paperback guy, but I think I might be moving over to hardcover. Purely for the aesthetic? I don't know what it is. I just it can't I be because really it's easy like, to hold. Okay, so like I said before, I take public transportation. I live in Portland. I, I take public transportation most of the time. And I have like a bag. And in my bag, I usually carry uh, a book and my Kindle and my Switch. And, you know, sometimes like, you know, my gloves or my hat or whatever. And I don't like the idea of a paperback getting smudged up in there. I don't like the idea of it getting messed up in my bag. And it's mm. happened before. It's actually a pretty good reason. Yeah, I messed up a lot of books by doing that. Right. So I kind of really have been into the hardcovers because they hold up so much better. You know, and like I'm reading mm. Empire of the Vampire right now, and it's 750 pages long hardcover. It's it's a big weighty brick in my backpack. But a 750 page paperback is going to get messed up in a backpack. Absolutely. Jade City, though, that paperback feels very comfortable to read. It's so nice because I can hold yeah. it with one hand and, you know, get the get the Y hold, you know. I always put my books in my lunch bag at work and people always look at me weird when I go to the refrigerator and open up the bag and pull out a book. Hold on like, a what? second. Hold on a second. You keep your book in the refrigerator? Well, it's in my lunch bag. Yeah. And I don't want to put it on my desk because then my boss will be like, what is this guy reading? You put your book in the fridge. Yeah, well, it's not cold it's fine it's not gonna hurt it <laughs> it's so weird it's cold when you grab it yeah it's a little chilly like the pages are cold yeah they're not like brittle or anything i don't i haven't looked up what like cold <laughs> does to paper but i don't think it does anything bad i've i've been doing it for years and it's never uh had any effect i supposed some mayonnaise on a book though once that was a bummer yeah a bummer so dangerous yeah you ever watch friends yeah you know like when joey's reading the shining Hmm. Do you remember that part? Is that one of the later up seasons? I don't know, but Joey oh. Joey's reading The Shining, and he, whenever he gets scared, he puts the book in the freezer. <laughs> oh, I do remember that actually. Because <laughs> someone so finds good. it. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think. I mean, I really like paperbacks. I like um, trade paperbacks. Okay, like the bigger ones. The bigger ones. Okay. Yeah, mass market is the smaller ones. The little guys, yeah. Like um, mass I like market? the mass market ones, yeah. I think that, I just really like that shape. It's really good hand-holding, unless it's more than like 800 pages. Once we get beyond the 800 pages and it moves from like a rectangle to a square, like the side yeah, of it, like you know? Cube. Yeah, then it's like, okay, uh, a little bit more width and, and height would be great. I read the uh, the Stormlight books all in mass market paperback. Oh, and, wow. Those are... Yeah. Yeah, and they're, the spines are really messed up. And I, you know, I was trying not to break them, but you kind of have to. It's crazy those... that you do that. How do what? you read the middle of the book? Try to not break the spine. I guess that's the next question, but we already know the answer to that one. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Dude, I <laughs> gave even... my dad, my dad was going on vacation. He was like, yeah, you want to give me a book? And I was like, oh, yes, I do. So I gave him Way of Kings and he took it. And he was like, whoa. Uh, he was like, I should probably take two of them just in case I finish it. And I was like, mm, you're probably not going to finish it, Dad. He's only going to be gone for a week. And then I handed it to him. He's like, whoa, oh, boy, this is this is a book. <laughs> yeah, it's hefty. It is hefty. I'm just still waiting for Rhythm of War to come out in uh, mass market paperback. Is that the fourth one? It's a, yeah, it's the fourth one. Yeah, I've only I read up to read three because I was like, OK, I've read this series three times already. I'm going to wait till the fifth one's out. I might I might like rebuy the Stormlight stuff in like regular paperback or I mean I've tried finding the hardcovers but they're pretty hard to to track down the hardcovers yeah I have yeah. Oathbringer in hard uh hardback I don't know how you're able to do that 
What? Just like how I'll have like two of the two. other ones. <laughs> it's so. I was like, well, I just went to Barnes and Noble and bought it, man. Oh uh, yeah, that's. Um, I can't do that with my shelves. It adds some dynamic quality. Like I have the, uh, I have the first three Song of Ice and Fire books in mass market paperback, and then I don't have Feast for Crows, and I do have Dance with Dragons in hardcover. It's like this <laughs> forever blemish on my bookshelf. Oh, bothers you all the time. But I don't want to buy. This is now we're really getting into the nitty gritty here, but like that's what we're that's what we're here for. I don't want to buy a new set of Song of Ice and Fire books because I'm still holding out hope that Winds of Winter is going to come out, and I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know like Ooh. what they're going to do with that. Mm, like I know they're going to come out with a special like box set edition. I don't so know. Yeah, for I that don't... probably. Yeah. Well, it won't look at, like the same as everything Dude, else. Like... All of my Joe Abercrombie books, you would hate it. All of them are paperback except for The Trouble with Peace. Yeah, I hate that. It's just bonk right in the middle. Like, it's bigger than all the other ones. <laughs> I have uh, The Blade itself, uh, Before They're Hanged in Last Argument of Kings, and his uh, short story collection in paperback. And then I have The Heroes and Best Served Cold in hardcover. Mm. So I'm I'm cool with it. Oh, man, uh, this is so hyper There's one series and the other one. Yeah, no, I get it. The Way of Kings and Stormlight Archive might be a book series that when it's done, I will consider buying in... Like a leather bound. Right. Version. Like one of those special editions. Yeah. I saw somebody unwrap one of those on Instagram the other day and I was like, oh, yeah, they look that really is good. beautiful. There's a really cool one of Dune. Oh, I bet. With like the uh, like the sprayed edge, the sprayed edges. Like Ooh. it's like re- like this really good, like spice blue, Ooh. you know, and I really want to get is it. Leather? Then, uh, no, it's not. But oh, okay. there, there's some uh, there's some illustrated editions of uh, Robin Hobbs uh, Farseer trilogy. Oh, like Assassin's Apprentice. Um, Royal Assassin and Assassin's Quest. They're like these nice big hardcovers with a lot of illustrations in there. See that I would try to not break the spine. Well, you couldn't. I mean, they're like they're like oh, yeah, really solid books. But yeah, let's uh, let's get to the next question. This is okay, a little okay, silly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want me to ask? Oh, I guess uh, you have all the questions. I've got, I've got all the questions. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, do you prefer lying down or sitting up when you read? You go first this time. Okay, uh, I really like lying down. Me too with a little bit of an asterisk next to it unless i'm reading a giant hardcover book (laughs) because i've been reading empire of the vampire that book is really big and really heavy and i'm getting tired while i'm reading it and one of these days and there's really hard corners like really sharp hard corners one of these days man it's gonna tell me you dropped a kindle on your face once yeah i did yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna drop that thing it's gonna hurt you yeah i am what about you Definitely laying down. Definitely laying down. However, I went through a phase. I was just talking about this with my roommate the other day. I went through a phase where I'm pretty sure that my body started associating because I read before I sleep every night. I think my body started associating the act of reading with sleeping. And so I went through this little phase where I had to sit reading up and kind of disassociate that because it'd be like two in the afternoon and I would start reading, sitting up on the couch. And then I just wake up like three hours later and I'd be like, (laughs) what? Like not even tired. My body's like, oh, it's time. In regards to reading before bed, I get that question all the time. Do you read to fall asleep or do you read before bed? And um, I do, but I don't read any of my current reads. I reread hmm. stuff on my Kindle. Oh, so, interesting. So like I bought, you know, like I have like Kindle Unlimited. So I'll read like a chapter of like a Harry Potter book or like a chapter from The Hobbit or the Farseer trilogy or way of Kings or, or you know what I mean? Like I'll just, you just read, like go to like, the middle and read a middle chapter, like, or a chapter oh. that I kind of remember, or like I'll just, because I've already read it and some of the stuff I've read right. like, more than once. So I was reading uh, the first Redwall book for like a couple weeks, just like 
few pages a night. Uh, and that really, it kind of helps twofold. So one of the reasons I do it is because for some reason, whenever I'm reading before bed, like I've got a good 20 minutes of total comprehension there. And then as I'm falling asleep, I just totally don't know what's happening because I'm mm -hmm. fighting to stay awake. So then the next morning when I try to read again, I have to like go back and figure out what I was trying to figure out while I was falling asleep. And then another thing is when you're reading something you've already read, you kind of just fall asleep faster because hmm. you've already read it. Like you're not as invested in like trying to figure out what's going on or like put as many things together. You're just getting your, like your eyes to move until you fall asleep. So that's what I've been okay. doing. It, it works really, really well. I get that. I've been trying to develop the discipline to stop when you start to fall asleep. When you get to that point that you close your eyes, you're like, oh, that feels good. Then I'm like trying. I'm really terrible at it, but I'm trying to right then stop because you're right at that yeah. point. Then you start stop losing retention. Yeah. You're not going to remember anything. <laughs> no, no. And so you, and you should just like go to sleep then. I just go until I like literally can't. Yeah. Like I just cannot keep my eyes open anymore. And it, it helps a lot. I mean, I used to fall asleep to audiobooks all the time. Hmm. Like when I was on tour a lot, like in sleeping and just like on people's floors and like in backyards and like lava rock fields and shit, like just, <laughs> you know, like fields. wherever like could fall asleep for free. Like I would always fall asleep with an audiobook because it kind of made me feel a little bit more like comfortable sleeping under someone's desk or something. Yeah. Know? I mean, just it kind of like, always has that. You always have that stability, you know, that thing. Yeah. To do. It was yeah. like this, um, it's like this kind of safety net. So I was yeah, doing that for a while, comfort. but. I don't really like doing it as much anymore just because, uh, I don't know, like I, I just don't like sleeping with headphones in. Like, I got AirPods mm. and stuff and that's fine, but I always end up rolling over and it like hurts my ear. Yeah. I was thinking about getting one of those headbands. Uh, have you seen oh, those? Oh yeah, I have seen those. Those are cool. That might bring audiobooks uh, back for me for right before I go Dude, to bed. Dude, in a big way. Have you yeah. seen the ones that vibrate? They don't even go in your ear. They go right in front of your ear and they vibrate. Yeah. And that's how you get yeah. the sound. My roommate has some, or not my roommate, excuse me, my coworker does, and they're awesome. So you remember Oakley did this weird thing where like they were like, <laughs> they were so dorky looking, like the end of the, the glasses that are on your ear, there was like this other little arm that would yeah. that was like a, a earbud i do remember that you like put it into your ear but with the bose ones it's just there's nothing there it's just like these tiny little speakers like on the actual frame of the glasses and they oh sound great they sound so and you can like hear other stuff going on too i should have that in my regular glasses yeah they're like really all cool. the time oh my like gosh three hundred dollars it could turn me <laughs> so into like a bionic day. human you know like yeah. interact with my phone's apps and stuff so i could start you know increasing my level of like hearing range and stuff oh my gosh all right let's get to another question where you, like, i want to be is... a bionic glasses wearer for sure let's get to another question these uh these are sending us all over the place <laughs> i love it this is the most Good unfocused call. podcast we've ever done i'm fine with it is um it? do you use a bookmark or dog ear your pages I feel most people know my answer on this one, and I don't use either. I use a book dart, the pinnacle of bookmark uh, holding technology. <laughs> I still haven't bought any. Oh my gosh! This so those bad. are the ones where, like, they're like little paper clips, essentially. Yeah, right? imagine like, like the thinnest penny ever, and then fold it in half, and then add a little point on one side, and then you can slip it right on the page, and you can hurl your book around, toss it, whatever. It's never going to go anywhere, and you can point to exactly the line that you stopped on. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It's like 15 bucks for like a tin of like 40 of them and you'll never run out. I've had the same tin since I was like eight. What about you? 
I'm a bookmark person all uh-huh. the way. Uh, so I do like this really cool thing with my bookmarks where um, I have a big stack of ones from Powell's and like one side is red and one side is white. And oh. whenever I'm finished and, I, and my, I put my bookmark in, I always put the red side of the bookmark facing the page that I was on. That's um, smart. But another thing that I've been doing. You would have late... to do that if you weren't using the book dart. <laughs> you're never, <laughs> never going to break me from the, the bookmark. Is I've been using a bookmark since I was like seven years old. It's, it's never going away. But wow. I have been doing this interesting thing lately. And I, I'm very proud of myself because I kind of thought of this. Or at least I haven't seen anyone else talk about it. But I've been doing this thing where instead of marking the page that I'm on that I left off on most recently, I flip the page back and put the bookmark there and then read uh, a portion of the page that I was oh, uh, before that. And so it's like, I kind of start, you know, cause it takes a little bit for, and you know, I read all the time, you read all the time, but like, it takes a little bit for your brain to kind of like get in gear. Yeah, and so I found lately, and it's only been the last couple of months that I've been doing this, but I have found that if you start like four or five paragraphs or a whole page, even if it's something you've already read, start just a little bit back before you, it was kind of like a, all right, where are we at here? Oh yeah. yeah you're on ramping it. Yeah. Right. And so that's been helping quite a bit actually, because I've noticed that, you know, over the years I've noticed that I'll frequently have to kind of like reread the first paragraph that I read. You end up doing that anyway. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, kind of like, it's like a, it's like a steam engine, you know, like kind of like, yeah, get that's it, a really good it. idea. Or like cooking your own food where the smells kind of tell your body that you're about to eat. And so it starts making like saliva and like digestive juices and sure. whatever <laughs> happens inside of you. I don't know. It's a thing. It's a thing. Now, do you, oh, you said you use Barnes and Noble bookmarks. I was going to ask I if you use, oh, pals, um, yeah. if you use anything around you, like, you know, a little chunk of a sticky note or something or a receipt or because a lot of people do that. I'll do that um, if I don't have a book dart, but. Yeah, I mean, like I've had to use like various things before one thing i can't do is memorize what page i'm on i don't mean i don't i always think i can that is some top tier genius shit seriously like i don't i can't i can't do it like and i've tried like all right i'm on like 612 and then for some reason i'm just like where was i i don't know oh this is a pretty cool one do you read the back of the book before reading or purchasing and i want to throw a a little bit of a and I want to throw a little bit of a, an asterisk here too. Um, this is if you've never heard of it. And sometimes you hear about like what something is about, like through word of mouth or whatever. I'm just saying, you pick up a book. Do you read the back? Uh, you first on this one. I'm in first the last couple. I mostly don't. Really? Yeah. Like I don't. I mean, like I, I you know, from you know, creating content and like mm-hmm. seeing a bunch of comments and stuff, and just being in the book community in general. Like I do hear about what most books are about, but right. I kind of just go in blind. Like I went, I go in as blind as I can i like that and i oh, i'm i'm similar to that but i'm not it really depends on the situation and i'll lay out a couple so if i know anything about the book like even something even if it's sent to me by a listener i'm not going to read the back because i know it's good enough at least in someone's opinion to read right if i'm buying a book that i know nothing about at barnes and noble i will read enough of the back to decide whether or not i'm going to buy it or not. i very rarely read the entire back have you ever bought a book solely just for the cover? Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Many, many. <laughs> so, man, I went on such a spree when I started doing like content online around oh, books. I've had to hold myself back. Because I had to, oh man, because I, I, I got into like this weird funk where I was like, well, 
I mean, I, I have to have a bunch of books, right? right? Like, it's a, <laughs> like every book purchase like, is immediately justified. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like on my birthday, um, uh, last year, I, I think I spent like $200, uh, just at like three in the morning. Cause I was just like, you know what? It's my birthday. I've got a little extra cash. I'm buying everything. It, so many books. <laughs> so it was expensive. online. Obviously if it was three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It was online. It was uh, like half Amazon, half thrift books. I'll do that um, when I'm in a thrift store because it's some of them are like two ninety nine, and it's like I just can't say no. I'm like it's such a good deal, and then I walk out of there with like fourteen books. I'm like, what yeah. am I doing? <laughs> Which leads me to my next question: What is your preferred method of acquiring these books? Ooh, used bookstore, like yeah. the dingiest, dirtiest, yeah. littlest, like oldest. I want it to be squished between two other stores that are like new like ones of like an apple store and they're like they've taken some old historical building and like two really new age businesses have come in and then right between the little of them there's like their signs kind of broken and dingy and you know they can barely pay the rent on the place <laughs> and you go in and there's like water like linking and it's like oh that's the best it smells wonderful there's nothing like a used bookstore in portland because everything yeah, is I so bet. wet here and like you have this- powell's Powell's is pretty cool. I, I got a little burnt out on Powell's, honestly. Oh, is it too big or too like? It's just, it's just so many people in there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something to be said about like a bookstore, and you're like kind of the only. It's just like you and yeah. like the the person that owns it. Thirty percent of what I buy is probably from Amazon. Because sometimes, like, I mean, you know, I I hate the whole giant disgusting corporation as much as anybody, but sometimes a $30 book in a store is like $12 on Amazon. Yeah, and you get like, it two days later. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I got it. I'm just going to get this, but yeah, used bookstores. That's the way to go. You're supporting a local business. All of that money's going to them. And, so, and a lot of times like a used bookstore will have kind of like a stock of new books. And mm-hmm. if it's the same price, you're like, I'm, I'd rather buy it from them. So there are some bookstores around town. Like, I mean, if you know Portland, uh, to our listeners, like Powell's is like the biggest bookstore on the West Coast. I mean, it's gigantic, huge. And, and it's a, it's a, there's multiple stores too. Like there's like the really big one downtown and then there's one in Beaverton and there's another one on, uh, on Hawthorne in Southeast Portland. Really? Yeah. So there's three Powell's if you don't count the one at the airport. Um, wow. So know that. Pow- Powell's is like, you know, obviously we want to support local business, but like Powell's is like fine, you know, like, <laughs> that's like They're thousands of good. people that go, but there are some smaller ones that I try to frequent around town that aren't getting the love. And it's, it's kind of like in a lot of places you've got like your Barnes and Noble, like, and then you've got uh, Amazon and those are kind of like the big ones that are kind of putting local bookstores out of business. But with Portland, we kind of got Powell's too. Like Powell's is like a really big deal store. It's it's, an attraction. Yeah. And so there are some kind of like smaller stores in Portland that I try to frequent as often as I can. I bet you there's some cool ones. Yeah. There's some, there's one called bingo books and it shares a space like seven eighths of the store is a big used bookstore. And then there's this one section that's a bike shop. (laughs) It's all in the same building. It's Weird. not even like separated by a wall. It's just like people working on bikes. They were having the uh, rent problem. Right. Yeah. And it, um, that's a pretty cool store. Uh, it's like completely unorganized. Oh, man. Sometimes I walk around. I'm like, so is this like Dewey Decimal or like, what are we doing here? They're like, oh, we just kind of put them where they look good. I'm like, oh, wow. That's where I got the bulk of my Stephen King books, actually, was at huh. Bingo Books because they were like $2 for a hardcover. Wow. It's just like I'm walking out of there. I can't. I can't. Yeah, it's like you said before. Yeah. It's like I can't like not buy this. Right. 
Like, I don't know if I'm going to read just after sunset in the next like three years, but I got it. Yeah. What <laughs> I like doing also from time to time, not that I know one when I see one. So I spend a lot of time on my phone, like Googling things. But once every few months, I'll make sure to stop by Goodwill because oh, yeah. they have some amazing deals. Yeah. And lots of times the person putting the books away doesn't know what they have. Right. So you can find some like first editions, some like signed stuff. I, of course, never find anything good. I just hear about other people doing it. And I'm like, that'll be me one day. I've definitely found some pretty cool, some gems. I mean, actually, some cool um, too, but all... not anything signed. That's actually funny that you mentioned that. Um, the uh, the Harry Potter books that I've got, you can see them behind me. Uh, mm -hmm. Those are all first edition American Harry Potter books. And I got them for $5 each at a Goodwill. And they're in what? like pristine condition. They still make like a cracking noise when you open them up. They're oh. so new. I mean, that actually and... might be worth something one day. I don't know. Yeah. Um, actually, I think that the first two are not American first editions. It's three through seven. Hmm. Now that I think about it, because it says on the uh, on the copyright page, uh, it says like if it's numbered either it's numbered like one to ten on the where all the numbers are on the bottom. So I don't know. It's doesn't matter. So which one? Which one do you have? Which ones have, do you have that are first edition? Uh, two through seven. So oh no, excuse me, three through seven. So Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet Fire, Order of Phoenix. Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hollows are all keep first, first American. Not first pressing is a difference. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. First so American. first pressing is like way valuable. Oh, uh, because that's the first like group that were actually right. made. Yeah. Into and then the, there's yeah. like the first edition. And so, so like, um, I think there's like a chapter in, in one of the books where instead of Snape, it says Snap. You know, and like that's oh, wow. in the first edition because they like missed that, and then they have to do another edition where they correct that. Oh, you know? okay. And they'll come out with a different cover, or the movies came out, so they'll do a movie cover. And and I can't remember if they, you know, it, it's just with the Harry Potter books in particular. I can't remember if they took some of like the English vernacular and like slang and stuff and changed it around. So like in the English editions, like the trunk of a car is called a boot, you mm -hmm. know, but they changed it to trunk in the English or in the American versions, uh, but I can't remember if they did that straight away or if they did that in um, later editions of the American hmm. books. But, I wish they'd leave stuff like that in there. Like, come on, let us learn the cultures. We're not, we can, yeah, we can get is, it. I can just imagine like my 12 year old self just being like, what the hell is a boot? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Someone's like, well, it must be a magic boot because I can never fit my luggage in there. <laughs> like, oh my God. Just to kind of like tack this on for acquiring books. Like I've been much more into my Kindle lately. I really, really like reading on my Kindle a lot. And there's some mm. really good deals on there too now and then. I've heard that so much. I just can't do electronic. It's so cool, dude. Like once Is you it? do it, like it's like it's like 80 bucks and you can fit like 10,000 books on there. Not even just like in like this cloud library or whatever, like on the device. Yeah, book know? files are really small. Yeah, they're tiny. And it's just so nice. It really does feel fine when you're reading it hmm. like because i was kind of the same mindset too i was like i don't really want to read on a screen but there's a very big difference between reading on a kindle and reading something on your phone does it have like a like a i almost want to say like a sepia toned screen or something yeah that like it looks does. like a book okay mm -hmm. yeah and it's very easy on the eyes you can change the font you can change how big or small the font is Ooh, uh, it tells you nice. how many pages you have left it tells you the percentage of how much you have left in the book I see they're uh, trying to overcome people like me's objections. He's like, well, I like to know how much more of the book I've read oh, and no, how much I have left. And they're like, yeah, no, we got you, dude. It's weird because like, I feel like there's like this kind of never ending argument in the book community over like electronic or physical books. And it's just like, I've never really like 
cared that much. I mean, I bring my Kindle everywhere. I bring a book everywhere. You know, hmm. it's like I sometimes I feel like, you know, I read on my Kindle at night, like when, when I'm going to bed most of the time, um, just because like it's nice and dark and I can turn the brightness down on it, but I can still that see really and, nice. like, I don't have to have a light on or anything. You can like be in a totally dark room and I don't know. It's just I never really <laughs> understood like why everybody argues so much about it. Yeah, it's I'm not like, going to die on a hill or hate someone else for doing it, I but mean, like both... personally, I just like a book. Well, I mean, physical books do have the uh, the aesthetic value to yeah. it, obviously. And tactile. Like, and there is something cool about feeling, you know, like the left side getting bigger mm -hmm. as the right side kind of dwindles right. as you're finishing it. But it's also really annoying when you just start a huge book. It's like hard to hold and stuff. You know, I bet you I'd be the same way with audiobooks. As soon as I did it one time, I'd be like, wow, this is great. And I remember uh, my brother collects uh, vinyl. He loves he lo he's got this whole hi-fi setup and it's just like this really elaborate thing and he just loves vinyl he loves going to the record store it's just like with me with books you know mm -hmm. and i've taken him to the record store a few times he got me like he showed me this whole setup it's actually really cool it is really cool but i remember uh in in one of my you know not so cool moments i kind of like not so not so self-aware moments i was at his place and i was like why are you paying all this money for all this stuff when you can just stream it on your phone <laughs> you ever heard and of he itunes like, ass <laughs> and he looked at me like, do you really want to have this conversation? You have a wall of books at your house. And I was com I was immediately put in my place. Just so just wasn't even thinking about my <laughs> it was so dumb. And not to mention, there's like the tech, like I didn't know he showed me this. Um, because we went to the record store and he spent more than I thought would be responsible. However, again, I would do the same thing with books. And I didn't know that the actual like sound waves were like etched into the vinyl so yeah. even when you don't have any electricity going yep. through you put your ear up to it you can hear the song just from it like scraping on the thing like it's crazy yeah i mean i don't, I I don't know like, what i don't know a ton about vinyl but i'm pretty sure they have like kind of like this master um like cast that they use and then yeah. they, they play the song and like a box like shakes and it's like it's like the physical imprint of those sound waves onto yeah, yeah and that was really like wild yeah. beautiful I yeah, was like it's really cool what it was like poetry on a circular thing like yeah I thought that was yeah. really cool I did not understand how that worked I still can't hear the difference <laughs> <laughs> oh no I can't when it's sound you know I can't no, like I, can't. I mean like I went over to his house and he kind of like a beat it so he like he like put he he rigged up like his phone to stream <laughs> he a song did the same and then thing he... to me. <laughs> It's kind of like when you have like a really nice TV next to a not so nice TV. It's like if you bring the not so nice TV to your house, like you're never going to be able to tell. Like you can only tell that it's not so nice if it's next to the really nice one. Right. You know, so. And like, you know, he his, probably his speakers that were hooked up to the vinyl were probably way nicer than yeah. the ones that he had for his phone. But I think that just like with books, it's like there is a certain kind of like allure to, you yeah. know, there's, there's more to the experience than just, you know, engaging with that medium. It's like, you know, I like going to the store. I like talking about books with my friends, just like we're doing right now. You know? Yeah. And like the story is obviously the most important thing, but there are mm -hmm. a lot of like peripheral elements to it that I like totally. a lot. And I, I think that's kind of it's kind of like that with a lot of hobbies. You know, it's like you see somebody that they love playing Magic the Gathering. And, you know, for some people, they're like, why would you do that all day? Like you're just putting cards down on a table. Like, I mean, I guess <laughs> it looks kind of fun. Like, why wouldn't you just play a video like, game? You know, but, they've made video games. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a whole culture to it you know there's a whole totally. thing so i like, totally get i have it. a sailboat i love sailing but they have made a way better piece of technology 
It's called every other boat, like a motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> like my shit breaks all the time. I have to fix it constantly. I have if there's no wind, I can't go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's a problem. You know my, uh, but my, I love it. I don't know if you've heard this before, and it's like such an old guy thing to say. Cause like my dad said it to me, and it's just I've always remembered it. But uh, he told me. Oh, that, I know exactly what you're gonna say. <laughs> he told me that uh, the you know greatest have told me this. The greatest day of a boat owner's life is the day they buy their boat and the day they sell it. <laughs> yep, dude, not true for me. Like, not true. Yeah, no, I'm sure you have so a lot much of fun. fun. The first day that I successfully tacked, which was the first time I went sailing. I ain't no new, but I mean, the first time that I did it like well and got good at it and like tacked across under like, you know, like two knots, like very little wind. It's hard to go upwind when you have very little. Oh man, so satisfying. But I get what they're saying. I've spent, you know, a lot of time fixing that thing. Let's get to our last question of the episode. Okay, let's do it. I'm ready. And it is not that interesting of a question, but like, Let's see if we, we did can... not save the best for last. We didn't, no. But let's see if you know. Let's see. Um, and you kind of answered this a little bit, but uh, do you like to eat while you're reading? <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. I, in fact, I am almost always eating while writing. Reading is chocolate, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll eat my meals too, you know. But and I like have a technique. Oh, I, like I put can't the do plate. that. Oh, really? I put the plate yeah. like I'll sit crisscross applesauce on like my bed or something, and then you put the plate on the book. Or get like something heavy and then you move it around as you're reading and stuff and I'll eat like full meals. But yeah, then I continuously just snack on M&M's <laughs> or Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm a master of the one finger unfold with the oh, Reese's peanut yeah, butter cups. Oh yeah, you love Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I haven't eaten them in a long time. I, I had I went through like a 10-year spree and then just... I remember like, when Chad and I were really young, Chad bought a whole like Costco-sized bag of, no, like, re- of mini Reese's I always cups. had one of those. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just remember, like, you, uh, yeah, maybe you did have multiple ones. And then but I'd you, make them into the were, ball. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> the, 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 the big giant ball. And didn't you have, like, a like a big giant? Oh, I had a spirit? huge one. I was like, how yeah. big can we make it? My uh, my cousin my cousin used to collect uh, Taco Bell hot sauce. Wow. Because, like, every uh, it's Cassidy. Yeah. Like, so every time of course you go Cassidy. to, yeah, every time you go to, to Taco Bell and you ask for sauce, they're never like, how many back? How many little packets do you want? Like, you want three packets? You want four? No, they just like grab a handful and toss it <laughs> yeah. in the bag. And so, and he would only use like two or three of them. And then he'd have like it's kind of like saying if you want extra napkins, they give you like four hundred. Yeah. You're like, well, I didn't want. <laughs> so I remember I went over to his house, and he had a trash bag, like a like a hefty bag, like what? a black trash bag full of Taco Bell hot sauce packets. What? And I, I was just like, what are you? gonna do with all of these and he was just like i don't know does it go bad i don't know to this day i I should i should text him i have no idea what he did with those but anyway um yeah what do you do you eat in bed or not in bed do you eat while you read (laughs) also in bed do you eat (laughs) i mean i do eat in bed no i know i don't eat in bed that's disgusting um i no not really i mean like yeah i guess not not really really I I i like drinking coffee or um you know, water or tea or mm-hmm. whatever while I'm reading. But I don't know, like eating and reading. I think it's because I usually have headphones in and I don't like the, the sound of like me chewing with headphones Oh, yeah, in. yeah. Um, I get that. So there's like that. And then, yeah, not really. Hmm. I just don't want to get chocolate on the pages. I don't want to get like grease on the pages. Like I know that, you know, I'm sure that there are food marks on the pages of my books. 
Um, oh yeah that's a real thing if i ever commit like a crime and the cops are like we need to find his fingerprints somewhere so we can match them up like all they got to do is pull out one of my any one of my books and i'm sure there's a perfect double loop swirl what do you think it is about that like do you think that um because i have heard before that um they'll give kind of they'll give candy to to kids before they take a test or even hmm. like a, adults before they go into a meeting at work or something it's i've heard it encouraged to like eat some m&ms or like just something with a little huh. bit of sugar in it because it kind of like peps you up a little bit and yeah like do you think maybe there's some kind of association there absolutely i think a I have a little bit of an oral fixation um, and I get bored easily, you know, so it kind of gives me something to engage my, that part of my brain mouth with, you know? Right. Um, and it kind of helps me focus better, I guess. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. And if I'm about to fall asleep, I'm like really tired and I start munching on, especially some candy. Um, it'll wake me up. But aren't you like, I mean, what if you read for like two hours? Are you just like mowing? Do you have like a system? Do you, do you wait like five pages and then have a Reese's cup or like, well, that's the best thing about Reese's is because it requires effort, right? Cause <laughs> each one is wrapped individually. So you can yeah. only eat them so fast. And I totally do have a system. I, <laughs> I eat. Fast. Yeah. I've gotten really good at unwrapping too, but I'm left-handed and my left hand, since it's my book holding hand cannot unwrap a Reese's or at least not very well with one hand, but my right hand, man, that, that little guy's the master. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, and then I bite it. I don't eat the whole Reese's. I eat it in half. I like bite half of it. And then I put it down on the like little foil thing that's sitting open next to me. And then I'll like suck on that till it's gone. And then I'll take the other half. So I like go pretty slow. It takes yeah. me a good solid, Oh my like, God, I'm like learning. I'm learning so many things about you today. Wait, so you, <laughs> you don't chew it? No, no. In fact, I get really annoyed. I get really annoyed when I share it to people. I'm like, whoa, you guys are you guys are going through Reese's so fast. Like that would have taken me a half an hour and you've just like cruised through so much. I'm a bad sharer. Oh my god, this podcast is a disaster. Okay. So like <laughs> you you do you do that with other chocolate? Do you just suck on it? Is that how you eat all chocolate or just Reese's? No, MMs I chew. God. But weird. most if it's if it's smooth chocolate, if it's smooth chocolate, I will um suck on it. Yeah. I like the dissolving. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was weird until I said it out loud. Okay? Yeah, it's weird. Everybody <laughs> listening is like, damn. I, I, don't, I don't think everyone. A lot of people bet, are going to be I like, yeah, I suck on my chocolate I bet too. literally every single person listening to this podcast no. now and in the future after this podcast blows up and we have 100,000. your chocolate? Everyone will chew their, their, at least their Reese's Cups. Weird. Chad, nobody's sucking on Reese's Cups. Yeah, they should. <laughs> It really is like an excellent time release of the flavor, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'll stop after a while. Like, I can't. I mean, it's been bad. There's definitely been nights that I'm like, oh, I ate like two pounds right. of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Man. That's a lot. It's, yeah, it's really bad. So I, I kind of temper myself, you know? I'm not like 18 anymore. So you know I what I can be packing away <laughs> the cups? <laughs> You know what I can mow through is those Trader Joe's dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Oh, okay. I've had those. Oh, yeah, I've had those. Oof. Yeah, I don't They're like milk, I don't like milk chocolate. I'm more a dark really? chocolate. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Milk chocolate feels so greasy. Like, it is it's a just, little greasy. Yeah. Yeah. I hate. But I mean, I hate, if you get hate real white. nice chocolate, it doesn't though. I hate white chocolate. Really? Oh, I love white. That's my disgusting. White chocolate. It's not oh. even chocolate. It's just butter. They just call it like the audacity. It's just butter. We do have one more question. Oh, so it was the penultimate. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, nice use of the word penultimate. Thank you. We do I have one more. You find a way to use that. We do have one more question. Uh, I kind of missed this one, but it is, how many pages a day do you try to read? Ooh, I don't think about my books like that. Go on. I just read for however long I have. Yeah. Like whenever I'm free and not doing anything, I'm just, I'll just pick up a book and just yeah. read it. That's I don't really, do I don't really have like a goal of like, okay, today I'm reading. And as soon as I do, I've never thought about it before, but probably the subconscious reason why I don't is that as soon as I make a rule, like I have to read 50 pages a day, it becomes something to cross off the list. Right. And then it's a chore. Totally. Like it's silly, but my brain will just turn it into like something I have to do. And then I don't want to do it. I hear that for sure. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I try to keep it between 50 and 100. So like a okay. like a solid reading day for me is um, like 100 to 150 pages. Hmm. Like if I can knock out 150 pages in a day, like that's awesome. I read a lot that day. Um, but like I try to, it's like a minimum of like 50. So let me ask you another question. When you finish reading, do you know how many book pages you just read? Do you check? Like when you like put your book away, do you like look and be like, I read 200 pages? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I'll, I'll check it out. Just, I mean, just because I like the idea of, um, like, I've broken it down a lot. So it's like, in seven days, if you read fifty pages a day, it's three hundred fifty oh. pages a week. You know, so it's like, it's just nice to. I like breaking things up into small chunks and like manageable, kind of finite amounts, and it kind of helps me. It makes it so that cause sometimes, when, well, because sometimes when I think about reading, I'm like, oh, geez, like I just got so much stuff going on. Like, do I really have like two hours to put away? And it's like, no. It, of course not. Like, like we don't have to read, you know, 150 pages. Like you can read 50 in like 45 minutes, 45 minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it just makes it that much. It's like, it makes it less of a chore almost. Yeah, it's like, I we're both kind of going for the same aim there, but it's like, uh, different ways of doing it. Yeah. Like when I run, I don't think about the whole run. I think about to the end of the street and then I think about to the end of that street. And then I think about to the next block. Cause if I'm like, man, I got to go all six miles. Like, ugh, I'm never going to do it. Right. It's a long like, time. I've, I've definitely found that, uh, breaking things into kind of small increments and staying consistent with those small increments creates much more progress over time. Huge. You know, because power like, of a little, a lot of littles is yeah. such a lot. You know, obviously, reading whenever you can, obviously, is very fine too. I mean, like, I would never hear about somebody's reading habits and say they needed to improve them or anything. It's just, just having reading habits in general is cool you know if you read mm -hmm. one book a month you're crushing it that's you fit that book in there you know you you, may, you gave yourself some time and that that time was really important now my personal reading habits have changed a little bit just because you know i'm making content and stuff and i you know i want oh, to stay too. i want to stay yeah i want to stay a little bit more on top of things just because um there's just a lot of things i want to get to and a lot yeah. of things i want to talk about and, and there's so many conversations that i feel like i can't be a part of that i want to be a part of because right. i haven't read enough and so i feel now more than ever that i'd like oh i need to read i, need to read I know it's funny people get like really surprised that i haven't read stuff sometimes i know that like, me what? like i can't believe you've never read that and it's like really you can't believe it there's like 10 billion books out there like right. it's like pretty like the the odds are pretty on my side that i haven't actually read that you know yeah. like i mean i'll I, and that's the thing is like i, I want to get doing my to best it. yeah I, I mean there's a lot that i want to get to and um you know like just like with everybody else it's like things just kind of come up mm -hmm. you know i would love to just lay around and read all day long obviously you know but sometimes those days you it's like the you always think that you want to do stuff like that and then you do that for like three days in a row and you're like oh 
Yeah. Like it's like if you can always eat candy, then it's not so good. You know, it's yeah, like it's... you gotta have some times when you're not eating candy. No, it's like my whole stint that I just did with Elden Ring. Yeah. Yeah, like, like at the end, you were probably like, oof. okay, I need to take a shower from the Elden Ring. Well, and like I just looked at all the backed up stuff that I added. I mean, I had like podcast episodes to edit and just like all this stuff. And, um, mm-hmm. but now and then I do have a day where I really don't have a lot going on and I can read like 300 yeah. pages. And, and you earned it. And you earned your right. Elden Ring stint too. I guess. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> dude, you definitely did. Stint. You worked your tail off. Yeah. But take a vacation. You know, the, the, I, I try to I try to make sure that that point is driven home as much as possible whenever I'm talking about like reading amounts and stuff like that, because I get that. That's probably the question I get asked the most is Same. like, how often do you read or how much do you read? And it's like, you know, I try to keep it to like between 50 and 100 pages a day. But also on the flip side of that, I just don't beat myself up if I haven't read anything. Like I've gone two right. or three days without reading anything at all. And that's okay. And you know, yeah. that's when my trick for going back and reading a little bit before where you left off kind of comes in handy. And you know, like there's so many things in this world that feel like work, you know, reading doesn't have to be one of those things. No. And I think that once you can kind of like jump over that hurdle and I, I don't think that like, at least in the United States, like I don't think that our school system has very much like helped with Not that. At like all. at least in like for me personally, like I really didn't like being forced to like, I just like forced to read stuff that I didn't care about. What I didn't like was like, being was, forced to pick it apart. Yeah. Like, everything I, doesn't have to have a meaning. Sometimes the author was just writing stuff. Well, I mean, I think that like, it's good to think critically about what you're reading, sure. but then like doing it in a class setting where there's like this kind of expectation for you to have an answer when there not, might not necessarily be one. You know, like you're never going to like authorial intent is so weird. Like you don't mm-hmm. know exactly what was going on. And like, you know, it's like a good example is um, The Great Gatsby. Uh, we yeah. were all told to read that in like 10. I still haven't read it. Like, <laughs> don't, don't bother. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's good. It's not. It's like a soap <laughs> opera. It's dumb. But like we were assigned to read Great Gatsby and like, you know, I probably read like 10 pages of it. And I was like, I don't know what any of this means. I don't care. Uh, and it was weird because in my class, the teacher cared a lot about the great Gatsby. So did Gatsby. Yeah, we had a really twenties party. But then, like, nobody in the class cared. Like nobody. Like, and it's like, I don't know if you can really get fifteen-year-olds to care about the great Gatsby. Like, you might, you mm. might reach a few of them. That's true. But like, I don't know how you can. And this is just me, but like, I don't know how you can encourage people to think critically about something they're just inherently not interested in. Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, dude, we studied Shakespeare in a couple classes, like at 15. But at I 15, do remember. I don't get it now. Like, I do it better. <laughs> but I do remember reading um, To Kill a Mockingbird mm-hmm. when I was like 14 I really liked or 15. That, actually. Yeah, a lot of kids really liked it because it's from Scout's perspective. You know, you can relate so much to Scout and Jem and dill and you like like the like the mystery of like this weird dude down the street and like you know what i mean like everybody can kind of relate to all that stuff even though it's in a setting that none of us could relate to you know unless you live in you know alabama um in the 50s or whatever like um so it just struck me as odd that like you know you've got these legions of kids reading 
the great gatsby and streetcar named desire and mm-hmm. weathering heights and that's just kind of like animal wire. house animal house animal not animal house animal farm there we go My but animal farm is good <laughs> It was good, but like, dude, it's the whole thing's like an allegory to like communist Russia. It's pretty like, heavy, yes. It's pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, I remember reading that. Like, what's the one where they're all trapped on the island? And they end up killing each other. Piggy gets crushed by the rock. Oh, Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Lord of the Flies. Boy, that one I remember being like, everything doesn't have to have a meaning. Yeah, that's oh a, my yeah, gosh. that was a big one with like the symbolism. And stuff. I would have I mean, really liked the book, but I hated it. I was forced to hate it. There is symbolism in the book. Obviously. Oh, tons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but it's like every jot and tittle. <laughs> it is weird, yeah. Uh, I mean, I just actually read Lord of the Flies a couple years ago. Really? But I re I reread. I mean, it's so short. But, I was um, really excited when we read uh, Tom Soil, Tom Soil, Tom Sawyer, and Huckleberry Finn because I'd already read those books like five times by the time I got oh, there. Oh, cool! And I was like, oh, I love these. It's like Samuel Clemens is like my favorite author, guys. <laughs> They're like, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> you don't even was, know. Yeah, I was just saying it just sounds like a smarmy ass. <laughs> But like I don't know, I'm not like trying to like do this hard critique on like the you know the American school system. Right, right. I'm I'm not a teacher, and I haven't been in the school system for a long time. But I just I do remember kind of like being a little annoyed, you know, that it was just like all right, you have to read this, and it's just like, well, I don't want to read that. Like I'm 15, Mm -hmm. I want to play video games, and like I don't want to deal with tests of the Durbervilles. Like I don't care about this. And it's weird I mean, because I feel like if I feel like it kind of like created like this weird thing for me where reading wasn't necessarily encouraged. It was like reading right. these books that we think are really important, um, which is just I mean, the effort is there, obviously. You know, I'm not saying we shouldn't have kids reading books in school or anything, but I read a uh, book once about like punishing. It was about how like to punish your kids. And it was like, you know, try to avoid. And I don't know if this was this is good advice or not, but it was saying, you know, try to avoid um, making household chores a punishment, because then when you ask your kid to just like take out the trash on a good day, they're going to associate that with them doing something bad. Right. And like yeah. lots of times those people will have messy homes later in life because they're like, well, I didn't do anything bad today. I'm not cleaning up. And they just like subconsciously totally. kind of like associate the two. And I feel like that's what the book system or the school system kind of did with books is it like forced us to. And so I just kind of put it into this like, no, I'm free right now. Why would I choose to do something that I was forced to do? Like, I'm going to do something fun, you know? Right. And that's like, that's kind of the, the main like thrust of the dialogue that I see a lot when people are talking about books and, you know, and like Reddit and Discord and my, my own comment sections on stuff. And it's just like, oh, I was forced to read that in school. So I never got mm-hmm. to it. And it's just, yeah. And I have that, per- that experience personally with The Great Gatsby. And it's just like, I've heard multiple times, not from you, but I've heard multiple <laughs> times that that book is amazing. Like, it's like really, oh. really good. And um, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I at least want to check it out. It sucks that it took me till I was 31 years old to like check out The Great Gatsby, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, whenever people, to circle all the way back, whenever people ask me like, well, how much like should you read? And the my answer to that question has always been however much you want. Right. Like, don't turn it into a chore. Don't turn it into a thing that you have to cross off the list. You know, like it's fine to set goals for yourself and stuff and do that by all means. But man, don't turn it into something that you hate, you know? Yeah, and I think it's um, you know, I'll, I'll kind of close out with this. Like, I I feel like reading in for some reason or another, and there's probably a lot of reasons why that I haven't really looked that hard into really. But I feel like reading is kind of like put onto this intellectual pedestal. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, you know, like there's like 
there's reading and then there's like capital R reading, you know, like, right. oh, you're reading Moby Dick, like you're reading. Oh, you're reading A Court of Thorns and Roses. You're not reading. And it's like, right. it's so it's so silly to me. There's like this weird kind of elitism and gatekeeping mm-hmm. around this whole thing. And like, for, I'm not sure for what such the difference a, is. The well, author has to die? Well, it's for such a personal thing. Right. It's, it's none of your business. Like it's not yeah. <laughs> like I'm like this is like this is between me and the pages that are in front of me. Like this is not a group activity. You know? Like it can be, like what we're doing right now. Right. You know, but like I could read nothing but VC Andrews books for two <laughs> years. You know what I mean? And like and more power to you. Right. And it's nobody's business. You know, I and wonder like, if the same thing will happen once like the metaverse becomes a more accepted like staple, you know, uh with with video games people will be like oh you're playing like they'll be like the classics like you will about the sega genesis and it's like well that's educational and then, <laughs> and then you're playing oh, like the new Assassin's Creed, and they'll be like well you're just playing the new age stuff there's really? already that kind of stuff going on yeah like there's people that you know they're like oh like you know the golden age of video games was like the nintendo entertainment system and <laughs> it's like dude those games sucked like yeah, those are you games were have, terrible have you like done vr yeah <laughs> like uh, People do the same thing with books where they're just like, well, nothing's ever going to be as good as Moby Dick or or um, Les Miserables. So close-minded. It's like, it's like, what? That's such a weird... Or, you know, people do it with music, too. They're like, there'll yeah. never be a band as uh, a band as good as Led Zeppelin. It's like, I can right, name like, like 15 bands that are better than Led Zeppelin. Yeah, my dad's like, well, Beach Boys, they peaked there, and it's just downhill ever since. And it's like, okay. What I'm sure weird... every generation says that. And you know what? That's so silly. Like, it's, it's so silly. Because... because that's not how, in in my opinion, that's not how art works. Like, no, art, art inspires better art. Oh yeah, you know? like so. It's like, like good books inspire better books. Good movies inspire. Like movies today are incredible. They're, They're incredible. so good. And you know, I mean, like obviously you've got, you know, bad movies, but there were bad movies back then. Just like there were bad books back then. There were bad bands back then. Right. But nobody talks about them anymore so it's like this weird kind of like glorification of stuff just because it's yeah, and they're old. like dude the best movie ever was the maltese falcon you're like dude that movie is uh, it's in black and white like it's a dark scene you can't see anything <laughs> and you know for every one maltese falcon there were probably a thousand yeah. terrible like you know they used to make those movies in like two weeks yeah they just pump them out yeah, <laughs> you know, they just they just reuse the same actors and everything on the same lot. They were using the same props and stuff. Yeah, like, do you know who um do you know who Vsauce is? Yeah, yeah. Um, he did a video, and I forget the actual why's, but he does a video about this phenomenon that explains why every generation thinks that like, well, it's all down downhill from here, and there's like an actual like reason, like a scientific explanation for it, uh, which I totally forget now. But go check it out, everyone, because it's really interesting. I would venture to guess that the reason for that is because we tend to prop up things that we really enjoy and kind of forget about stuff that wasn't very good, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like with specific mediums of art, you're going to really remember, you know, if you're listening right now, don't let people gatekeep and bully you into reading stuff that you don't care about ever. You are allowed to pursue your own interests. Don't ever, ever, ever cave to that kind of pressure because it's silly absolutely and that's not to say like go read moby dick obviously like if you want to read moby dick like go for it like i'm sure there's some really good stuff in there i personally don't really feel like it have you ever read the hunchback of notre dame no that's also the real one right yeah it is no i haven't it is 
insanely different than like every, <laughs> literally everyone dies spoiler alert everyone dies and it's like the the author hugo victor hugo he gets like he has this whole story developed and right about when you think like oh man this is actually going to get good he kills everyone it's like he got tired of it he's like eh, weird kills everyone it's crazy i kind of want to check out les Rob. me too yeah i bet that's pretty cool like i said mm-hmm. there's some classics that i want to dig into i, I, I need to read um jane Eyre. Oh, okay. Jane Eyre is supposed to be really good. I, still I want to read that. Dracula. Never read it. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, that's what I've yeah, been it's told. It's really good. It's so creepy. Like it really, really is scary. Anyway, that was a total mess of a podcast. But that was I had, fun I editing that. That yeah, was so much fun. <laughs> was that blast. was a really fun episode, though. Of I really like that. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Chad and I kind of answer some questions and then go off on huge tangents and not really even <laughs> we kind of answered them. Yeah. Uh, I got a little preachy there, probably. Ah, that's but. okay. I talked about candy for way longer than was cool for a <laughs> podcast about books. I hope you all have a really awesome rest of your day. Thank you so much for being here. And if you'd like to support Book Reviews Kill, of course, check out the Patreon link. It's in the description on this episode, as well as the link to our Discord page. You can jump in and enjoy the conversation with all of us, with everybody that's in there. It's a really good time. People in there are awesome. There's also a Audible link a uh, link to audible below for a 30-day audible premium uh, subscription that comes with two credits so if you're hearing us talking up the audible thing and want to start consuming some books on tape click below thanks for listening everybody bye everybody